Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Da 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 Jesse Trip Podcast Raw, Real Authentic Conversations About Our Worth. How's it going, gorgeous people? I'm here on a Tuesday morning. Normally it's a Monday morning, but it is Tuesday this week because yesterday I couldn't help myself. I had to totally relax. Totally, like, almost completely detached from technology and uh, tasks. We did a little bit of our Triff Pro costume jewelry work, but otherwise it was a lot of just really sitting and enjoying a beautiful rainy day, and I was away for the weekend. So just enjoying being back together with my husband and having yummy, healthy food and just, like, having a day. So we had a day, a good day. And I am here on a Tuesday instead of a Monday because of that. And I can't think of a better reason. So how's it going? Welcome or welcome back. Today we are talking about the spiritual body. But first, let's check in and see how I am doing on my coffee detox. So last week we talked a lot about coffee, kind of like how we can maybe get dependent on coffee, what are we like noticing what our relationship with coffee and caffeine is, and making sure that we put effort into having it be a healthy relationship. And if it's not getting healthy, like if we're getting dependent on coffee like I was and having too much, that we take steps to maybe take a break, and which is what I did. So I slowly weaned off of coffee, not that slowly actually, like over two days I weaned off of coffee to just one cup in the morning. And then for two days I had no coffee at all, which led me to like, I had a headache for the first weaning down part and a lot of body aches and everything. And then I felt good. But then when I stopped the one cup in the morning for two days, I had another headache and a lot of like muscle tension in the whole traps and neck part, but it was powerful because I worked through it and I didn't have any coffee and totally detoxed from coffee for 48 hours and felt great about it. So now I'm having one cup of coffee in the morning again, like I was before the detox and I'm feeling really happy with it. So my update with the coffee detox is it is done. It was not easy. It, I missed coffee, but Now it's like I hit a reset button and now my coffee in the morning is delicious and it gives me a little hello day while I'm writing in my journal and then I move on to tea or other things, maybe a cacao, which I learned that I'm not supposed to have every day, which I wasn't really having it every day, but I maybe was having it a little too much. Not hot cocoa, but actually cacao. I started having cacao drinks maybe like a year ago. This is like the rich cacao. I get mine from Guatemala and it is delicious. You actually scrape off some of this big brick of cacao and mix it with hot water, maybe cinnamon, sugar. Um, I use date paste and coconut milk, stick it in a blender. It's amazing. And it's a big heart opener. Like it <laughs> like it really makes you feel like soft towards yourself, but it also has like a pick-me-up. So that was a really, and a lot of antioxidants and iron in the cacao too. So that's been a really nice substitute, but I want to limit that to maybe two times a week. But I've been having tons more tea and 
I wanted to tell you that because this tea that I'm drinking with you today is stinking delicious. It is so good. My coaching client gave me a few packs of this Vietnamese tea and it's artichoke tea and it's like a liver detox tea. And I saw that tea and I'm like, oh, thank you so much for this tea. And I'm thinking in my head like, ooh, this is probably going to be hard to down this tea. This is not going to be like a pleasure tea. Like this is going to be like a healthy tea. You know the difference between like pleasure and healthy tea? Like one tastes really good and one tastes like grass, but you know it's good for you, so you get it down. (laughs) Well, I thought it was going to be the second one, but it's actually the first one. This artichoke tea is like delicious. It's like sweet, syrupy, I think of the word succulent, like this tea is so good. So I don't know where she got it, but I have like two tea bags left and it is so good. I have to get some. So I'm going to need to take a sip of this tea now. So bear with me a moment and take a breath because we are going to get into this episode. Ah, okay. So today we are talking about the spiritual body. This month I decided to do a three-part series with my YouTube videos where I talked about the three things that I feel are essential and very important to give TLC to ourselves in our wellness journey or in our personal development, or in our healing journey, all of that. So the three things, like the triangle that I feel are essential to maintaining our well-being, or finding our well-being, or healing, are number one, our physical body, number two, our mental emotional body, and number three, our spiritual body. So we talked about the physical body, where... We discuss different ways that we can support our body in making healing and health easier. We touched on the lymphatic system, the nervous system, the skin, and that was all on the podcast. And then in the YouTube video, we also talked about the muscular system. So different ways that we can care for our body. Our body is our container that carries us around in this world, and it allows us to live this life. So caring for our physical body is really important to be able to help us feel good, to be able to have a container that can take us the places that we need to go, that can support us as we're healing, as we're learning. So we talked about the physical body, and then we talked about the mental emotional body, but that we did not talk about on the episode, on the podcast, we talked about coffee instead. So the mental body we talked about on my YouTube channel. And there we talked about how the mental emotional body consists of our intellect, our talents, our skills, things we enjoy doing, things that put us into flow, Also, our thoughts and our emotions and our feelings are all part of our mental body. And our mental body is what fills the container. Like our physical body is the cup that holds the tea. And our mental body is the actual 
So that swims inside the physical body. So those are the two that we talked about. And today we're talking about the spiritual body, which the spiritual body, I don't have anything prepared for today because the spiritual body is so different for everyone. And only you can know what you need to care for your spiritual body. And you can People can give you ideas. I can give you ideas on how to care for your spiritual body, but really only you can tap into that uh, subtle realm, I'll call it, to be able to know what it is that fills you up, what it is that makes you feel connected. And that is what the spiritual body is. It is, and this is what I believe. This is how I describe it. It's your source of connection. Like, who is holding that cup of tea? It's you, it's your spiritual body. Where did that tea come from? Who made the cup? You know, what? Who like who's holding the cup? Who made those things? Who made the tea? You made the tea, but your spiritual body made the tea. So it's that unseen, but so loving and purposeful thing that makes the tea something to enjoy. It's what makes life possible. It's what started life. It's what moves life along. It's what drinks life. It's what makes life. It's what, you know, when the tea is gone, it's where the tea bag goes. (laughs) So the spiritual body is like, without the spiritual body, there is no mental, emotional, or physical body. You need the spiritual body. So that's why... I believe that caring for the spiritual body is so important in well-being because it gives it purpose. It gives it, it brings connection. So you ask, well, what can I do to care for my spiritual body? What can I do to care for my spiritual body? Well, number one, just notice it. Like, think about it. Think about, oh, what, when am I tuning into my spiritual body when am I caring for it what does it feel like does it feel like anything or what do I what's my spiritual body telling excuse me what's my spiritual body telling me so the number one thing is start to notice it start to notice that you have a spiritual body you have a purpose you are connected to things bigger than yourself. You are not alone in this world. Like you can walk with your friends, you can be with your family and know you're not alone, but really it's bigger than that. You you are not alone. We're all part of something very, very big. So number one, just notice your spiritual body and understand that it is yours and it is important. So number two, experiment. Start to pay attention to things that you do that make you feel really good in a way where it's like you're not just in a good mood. You're not just laughing or enjoying. You're actually feeling blissful or connected. And that's a big word for the spiritual body is connection. So experiment with different things that make you feel connected to the earth, or to God, or to source, 
or to humanity or nature. Notice and experiment with what things make you feel part of the whole. And disclaimer here, this is probably going to be a very vague podcast because the spiritual body is very vague. And this this episode is really just to plant seeds of inspiration to tap in. So I don't have any textbook information here. I don't have any black and white guidelines of what to do. But that's what this episode is. Going with the flow, planting seeds of how you can tap in to your spiritual body. End of disclaimer. So number one, notice. Number two, experiment. Number three, be intentional and practice. This is where you bring consistency and intention into your spiritual practice. You're actually forming a spiritual practice. And this may seem strange maybe or unimportant or like you don't really have time to do that. But when you actually set aside time for a spiritual practice, you're creating space for your spiritual body to get stronger, to grow, to to strengthen the connection. So by being intentional with a practice, what would that look like? Well, it could look like for one person, it could look like a whole hour in the morning reading the Bible, praying for things that you want or need to pray for, digging into scripture while you look outside and watch the birds. It could be a whole hour. For another person, it could be five minutes of meditation after lunch, just really smelling the nature around you or touching the floor beneath you, but using those five minutes in a really powerful way. For another person, it could be when they're making dinner, they send gratitude out to who or whatever it is they believe in, but here we will say God, or they're giving and they're giving gratitude to God for allowing them to be able to afford that food to make for the gift of their family that they can make this food for. And when you do those things over and over and you have the cue that when you wake up in the morning, you spend the hour. When you finish lunch, you spend five minutes meditating. When you make dinner, you offer gratitude. When you have the consistency of the same thing, the same time or practice, you that space becomes more powerful that space where you are nourishing your spiritual body becomes more powerful more resonant and more intentional so you're caring for your spiritual body through that practice you're making it stronger like i said and you're developing strength in that connection to spirit and number four is this is a tough one this is a really hard one is let go of judgment. And this goes both ways. Letting go of judgment towards others and letting go of judgment towards yourself. Allowing your spiritual practice or your spiritual body to be just that, yours. 
and allowing others and to have their spiritual body, their spiritual life be theirs. And when you can connect with others on that spiritual level, it's amazing. It's nourishing. It's enlivening. It's joyful. It's inspiring. But you can't force it. You can't force others to live the same spiritual life that you live. And you don't want to because if you are or if somebody forces you to live the same spiritual life that they're living, you didn't get to go on that discovery and find out what your spiritual life looks like. So letting go of judgment, I feel, is extremely important because it frees yourself and others to do your own journey into finding your own spiritual health, spiritual connection, relationship to God. It allows you to go on your own journey to find out what it is that makes you feel connected to God, that makes you feel connected to the source, to the universe, whatever it is that you want to call it. And letting go of judgment allows that space to sit there completely free to connect, to sit in that beautiful space of love. And letting go of judgment is not easy. It's really hard. And sometimes it's really hard to see. And for me, I know that I had, and I still catch myself, but I've had a lot of judgment towards myself in my own spiritual journey, feeling like, oh, that. Yeah, when you do that, you feel really connected to God. But that is not really traditionally what people do to feel connected to God. That is, you know, and, you know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of shady. I, you know, you're a good person. You don't need. So, but that makes me sound a little cuckoo. But hey, maybe I am cuckoo. <laughs> but, but if I feel connected to God, and I feel inspired by him and I connect with him and I feel part of something big and I feel so loved and supported and accepted, then isn't that a wonderful thing? So why am I expressing judgment and contempt towards myself for wanting to find how I feel connected to God? So judgment is not helpful and judgment is hurtful, especially when we do it to ourselves. So Number four is a really important one for me, and it might be for you, maybe not, but number four is letting go of judgment. Number five is have fun. (laughs) Number five is have fun. Sometimes, and I'm speaking from experience, so I don't know if you feel this or not, but sometimes when we're trying to work on our spiritual practice, We forget to have fun and have joy and to enjoy it, you know? Sometimes it feels like I'm on a search, like I'm I'm searching for that connection. I'm searching for the right answer or I'm searching for that feeling of, of wholeness. But really, if you just sit back and you do what it is that you know God speaks to you, well, can't you just sit back and just have fun and enjoy it? Like for me, my yoga practice is a is. Partly for my spiritual body. It makes me feel connection to God, to the earth, to source. And when I do my yoga, 
if I'm in a frame of mind that is like, you need to do this, you really be serious and do this yoga and do it good and feel the connection, then I'm not going to feel the connection. I'm not going to feel nourished. But if I put on some fun music and I just really feel my body and I just have a good time, then the connection comes and I can feel it. So a lot of times, all we need to be remembered, reminded of is just to have fun. If you're going to read the Bible, read the Bible and have fun and enjoy reading the verses and thinking about how they apply to you and your life. If you're going to light incense or you're going to choose some kind of aromatherapy to use during your meditation, you know, step out of the, what is it that I need? What do I need today? Step out of that and be like, what do I want today? What would make me feel good today? What would be fun to smell while I'm in my meditation? Allow that element of fun to be part of your spiritual practice because that vibration is high. That vibration is light and that makes you open and receptive. So those are my five tips for a very elusive topic, but one that we needed to include in the triangle of what is important, I believe, in maintaining and our well-being and healing. So our tips are, number one, notice your spiritual body. Number two, experiment with what makes you feel connected. Number three, intentionally create a practice. Number four, let go of judgment towards others and yourself. And five, have fun. (laughs) So I have to say, this was a really fun episode because I just came up with it as we were going along. And I really like the steps that decided to show themselves because... I needed to be reminded of those steps as well. (laughs) So thank you for the opportunity again. So I hope you guys have a great week. I'm curious to see what little gems from today show up in your minds as you're working through your week. And maybe you'll feel some extra connection. Maybe you'll create a little practice. Maybe you'll let go of a little judgment towards yourself. I can't wait to talk to you next Monday. Like always, I don't know what it's going to be about, but I'm just so glad you showed up here and I'll always be here making a new episode for you on Mondays or in a rare occasion, Tuesdays. Thanks for listening and tune in next time. Da-da-da-da-da, Jesse Treffer.